0: Chapter 1 The Conception To the north of the Ganga was the great kingdom of Kosala. River Sarayu flows through that and it made it extremely fertile. Its capital was Ayodhya. Ayodhya was built by Manu, the famous ruler of the solar dynasty. From Valmiki's description of the capital of Kosala, It is clear that ancient Ayodhya is very comparable to our modern cities. In ancient India, our city civilization had reached a very high level. King Dasharatha ruled the kingdom from the capital city of Ayodhya. He had fought on the side of Devas and his fame spread in the three worlds. He was considered equal to Indira and Kubera. The people of Kosala were very happy and contented and virtuous. Ayodhya means that which cannot be subdued by war. The land was protected by a mighty army and no enemy could come anywhere near. It contained forts with moats around them as well as many defensive installations, and true to its name, Ayodhya defied all enemies. Dasharatha had eight very wise ministers ever ready to advise him and execute his orders. Great sages like Vasishta and Vamadeva and other Brahmanas taught the Dharma and performed rituals and yajnas. Taxes were light, and punishment of crime was just and inflicted according to the capacity of the wrongdoer. This way, surrounded by the best counsellors and statesmen, the King's splendour shone like a rising sun. Many years smoothly rolled by. In the midst of all this prosperity, Dasaratha had one regret. He had no son. One day in early summer, he thought of performing a Ashwamedha Yada for progeny. He consulted his religious gurus and on their advice had sage Rishyasringa to perform the yajna. The yaga was a very grand affair, and the invitees included many of the kings of that day. It was not easy to perform yagas. The location and erection of the yagashala had to be attended to in detail, strictly according to prescribed rules. There were experts whose guidance was sought in arranging things. It meant the building of an entirely new camp city, capable of accommodating tens of thousands and providing hospitality and entertainments for the invitees who included the princes and sages of the land. In short, yagas in those days were something like a present day, let's say, Kumbh Mela or state-sponsored big-scale conference and exhibition. When all arrangements were complete, the ceremonies were set in motion strictly as prescribed by the Shastras. Around the same time when the Yaga was happening in Ayodhya, there was a conference of the Devas in the devaloka. The Devas went and complained to Lord Brahma that Ravana, the king of demons, Drunk with the power acquired by the boon, granted to him by Brahma, was causing them untold misery and hardship. They represented to Brahma, it is beyond our capacity to subdue, conquer, or kill Ravana. In the security of the boon given by you, he has grown wicked and insolent and ill-treats all." even women, his desire is to dethrone Indra. You are our only refuge and it is for you to devise a method by which Ravana can be slain and his despotism ended. Brahma knew that he had granted to Ravana the boon prayed for by him that he should be invulnerable and invincible against Devas, Asuras, Gandharvas and other such beings. In his arrogance, Ravana did not care to ask for security against humans. As Brahma revealed this fateful omission, all the Devas rejoiced and turned to Lord Vishnu absolutely surrendering themselves to hari the devas begged him to be born as a man and put an end to ravana and his atrocities hari agreed and assured the devas that he would be born as four sons of king Dasharata, who was then performing a yaga for progeny as the ghee was poured into the fire and the flames shot up. To meet it, from out of the flames came a very majestic figure shining like the noonday sun, holding a bowl of gold. Calling King Dasharata by his name, the figure said, The Devas are pleased with you and are answering your prayer. Here is Payasam sent by the gods for your wives you will be blessed with sons if they drink this divine beverage with unbounded joy with unbounded joy dasaratha received the bowl as he would receive a child, and distributed the payasam to his three wives kausalya sumitra and Kaikeyi. He asked Kaushalya to drink half of the payasa and he gave a half of what remained to Sumitra. Half of what was then left was given to Kaikeyi and what remained was given to Sumitra again. Dasaratha's wives were happy just like a pauper who suddenly comes upon a buried treasure. And in due course, all of them were expectant mothers.